Welcome to So Says Rick. Mostly True Stories by Rick Hall. Well, welcome to our ninth episode of So Says Rick. Wow, how much time has gone by? Well, we do it every two weeks, so I would say 18 Yeah, that'd be 18 we- weeks. Yeah, 18 <laughs> weeks have gone by. Wow, but just like that. You know what? Um, it's kind of my birthday episode because my birthday was last week. And you know how Facebook, you know, people keep sending you birthday messages and I couldn't have a party. So I'm making my birthday last by talking about it here on my podcast. <laughs> I'm so it's all about me. You're sort of like the queen, right? You've got the whole week of birthday celebration. I like that. We did a uh, a live show. A, a, a live stream. A live stream and our for our friends, Ashley and Ed. And they sent us a form uh, to fill out just that they send to everybody who are guests. And they ask, how do you want to be called on the show? And so as a joke, I wrote the queen and the consort prince. And that's what they put up on the screen. <laughs> Cracked us up, that's yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know if anyone else noticed it. Right, right. But this is a time of year when we're normally on the road a lot. We're touring, we do a lot of live shows, and we're teaching improv and going to festivals and just like... And seeing live audiences. Yeah, we connecting miss with people. You. We, we miss do. you. And the newsletter this week, I wrote more about that, about really missing that live connection. If you don't get our newsletter, you can get on our mailing list by going to therickhall.com. Right. Yeah. And there's a place there where you can sign up. I don't send out like a ton of emails. I'm not like Cole's department store or something <laughs> or the Red Cross. Man, they send a million. Man, they want your blood. <laughs> But um, so if you want to sign up, there's a sign up form on, on his website. Yeah, it's the Rick Hall because there's another Rick Hall who's a musician. And uh, and actually, in Wikipedia, they say that Laura, my Laura here, is married to him. Mm-hmm. He's, I've got two husbands. There apparently. You go. Wow, you're an overachiever. <laughs> hey, Laura, tell them about your YouTube video you just posted this week. Oh, yes. It's called We Were Immortal. It's about being a teenager and that time in your life when you think, you know, you're going to just live forever, like nothing will ever happen. And it works um, well with my story I'm telling today because that story is about when I was younger. This week you get a glimpse into both of our teen years. (laughs) And we recorded it on our back porch and back in March. It was for a, um, a fundraiser, an online fundraiser. So we're wearing winter coats, which I I feel like such a baby. Here we live in Southern California, and I've got like my my fuzzy winter coat on. It was it was sixty. It was cold. (laughs) And I've been kind of living in the studio because I am recording an audio book, the whole book for my friend Phil Swan, his book, The Mozart Conspiracy. And I am learning so much. And the one thing I've learned first is it's a marathon. Yeah. It's sort of like doing a play, except he's all the characters and the narrator. Right. So I'm in the studio um, probably for three months. And you can only work a couple hours at a time. But I'm doing it and I'm learning a lot. So I'll let you know when that comes out. 
a lot of us are having to get creative about being creative. Exactly. And it's our best way that we can connect, even though we can't tour and do live shows. And I have to say, like when I post So Says Rick on Facebook, people make comments about it. It reminds them of things that they went through or things that we went through together. Or people send me emails, and it, yeah. it makes me realize we are connecting with people, and I'm so grateful for that. So thanks for being our audience, and thanks for getting back to us and letting us know what you like. The story this week is something I recorded for the Story Salon online. Normally, they would be live doing the shows, and I have told many stories there and worked on my stories there. But on Wednesday night, they post on Facebook, the Story Salon, if you want to check it out. They post several storytellers. And this week, Laura and I tell our story together. Here's a recording of it. Hello, Story Salon folks. Hi there. I'm going to tell the story with my wife, Laura, tonight. Do things a little differently. Yes, yeah, so thanks for having me on Story Salon. We're also recording this for my podcast. So says Rick. So says Rick. That's right. <laughs> Here we go. My Wild Summer Nights. When I was 16, I got my license and I got my freedom. I'd go down to Jerseyville and I'd raise hell with my buddies down there. Woo! On like Friday, Saturday nights Friday, in Saturday, the big city. That's right. That's right. And I'd, I'd fly down those country roads in my 67 Maverick, blasting KC, real rock radio out of St. Louis, Missouri. And the KC logo, by the way, was a pig with a joint hanging out of his mouth. And I loved it because my folks didn't realize it was joint. My mom would say, oh, I like your piggy shirt, but doggone it, does he have to be smoking a cigarette? And my dad would say, well, at least when he goes to market, his bacon will be smoked. <laughs> and they'd laugh, and I'd laugh too, because I pulled one over on my parents. I walked out of the house with a T-shirt with a joint on the front of it. Really? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah. And then the first thing I do when I get into town is I go find my girlfriend, Danette Long, and I pick her up, and then we'd go look for Marty Ward, Mike Patton, and Terry Twitchell. And I am sure the statute of limitations has run up on the illegal activities we participated in, but I'm not going to talk about those because I'm using all their real names, and they all still live in Jerseyville. All right. I, all, I, right. all right. I think it's time for a reality check with you, this story. What do you mean? It's wild summer nights. I'm just talking about yeah, my Yeah, you're emphasizing the wild, wild part. summer nights. Yeah, but yeah. these are supposed to be true stories. It's kind of true. <laughs> Mostly true. Yeah. No, not at all. I, I know this guy, and he did not have wild summer nights. You more had mild summer nights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So let's start at the beginning again. Okay. So, okay, so you drove into town in your Maverick. Right. Was it a hot rod all souped up? No, it was a stock Maverick, three on the tree shifting. Yeah. Yeah, I think my grandpa had that car. I'll bet he did. <laughs> I'll bet he did. And how about your buddies? Were they driving hot rods? Oh, no, no, no. Marty Ward had a Ford Falcon. Woo! Mike Patton drove a Plymouth Fury. Nothing furious about it. Uh -huh. And Terry Twitchell drove a pickup truck with a crew cab. There you go. So you guys rolled into town with three grandpa cars and a big family truck. That's right. That's right. But you were cranking the Casey radio, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. Loud. Yeah. Did you have a like a, 
the uh, souped-up stereo. The premium stereo. No, I went to Goodwill and I bought some speakers, some box speakers. Like you, know? you have in your house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I I wired them into the stereo, the AM FM stereo, and they took up the whole back seat of the car. And they did not sound good. They were loud though. I mean, but they would distort. But loud. The most important That's part. That's what was I was loud. going for. Was right. loud. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And you were where you would wear the Casey t-shirt, right? Okay. I lied about that. Okay, I stretched <laughs> the truth on the other things, but I lied about that because I, like my parents, didn't know that the joint was a joint. I thought it was just a cigarette. And when somebody told me it was a joint, I stopped wearing it because I didn't want people to think I was a pothead. Oh, but I know he wasn't a pothead. He didn't even drink. He was a good Baptist boy. That's right. right. That's right. Okay, so tell us what what was wild about those nights. Okay. What we really did is we went down to the youth center at the First Baptist Church in Jerseyville. Whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, we did get crazy because we played bumper pool and ping pong and drank sodas. Sometimes, by the time I left, I'd had maybe two Sprites and three root beers. Whoa, so you're all hopped up on sugar. Yeah, and and caffeine. And caffeine. I was doing drugs. Wow. (laughs) And did Danette go with you too, your girlfriend? Yeah, Yeah. Danette was hanging out with us and... Um, actually, her parents would bring her over, and then sometimes they'd let me drive her home. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And, and those then what? What well, then? Well, I don't know. This may be hard for you to hear, honey. Okay. okay. I bet I'm up for it. Okay. Well, we would sit in her driveway and talk and kiss. Oh. Make out. I mean, wow. making out in the driveway until her dad would come out and take down the trash cans about 10.30. And I knew there was no trash pickup on Saturday or Sunday, so I knew it was time for me to leave. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So but So that's the part that was hard for me to hear. I right. I hope it was. I don't know. <laughs> uh, oh, actually, here, the, well, Danette wore a tube top sometimes, and that Ooh, was very sexy. That's pretty racy. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah did she, like... So appliques on your on like a denim, denim shirt, shirt yes, for you. We had matching denim yes, shirts. Yes, I'll bet. And she did macrame. Very I t- did macrame too. Did you? And tie dye. Did you tie dye a tube top? <laughs> I did not tie dye a tube top. Are, I was not rocking the tube you top. You are no Danette no. Long, that's for sure. Okay. And then after I would leave Danette's house, I'd go back over to Marty's house because Marty's dad, P.W., had all the guys over from the meatpacking plant where he worked, and they would sit around the table drinking beer and telling stories. Oh, were you drinking beer too then? No. Oh, I thought we'd finally hit a wild part. (laughs) No, No, but I got to tell you, I would stand there and listen to these guys tell their stories. They were master storytellers. It was like a it was like a workshop. I should have been paying tuition (laughs) to listen to these guys tell their stories. And I guess we're the lucky ones because that's how Rick got his start telling stories. I'm glad you say lucky because you hear my stories a lot, honey. (laughs) And although I'm giving you grief. I actually love that your uh, that your teen years were so happy for you. Mine were a little more difficult. Yeah, I'm, a little I, more challenging. I, I know her. She could tell some wild summer night stories. I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, that's a whole other story. Yeah, I remember my 17th birthday being like the best day ever. I've the whole year being 17, and and I remember it as great in the in not the nostalgic way you do when it's like, oh, I was captain of the football team and dating a cheerleader. And then it was like all downhill after that. Right. No. So I wasn't the captain of the football team, so it's all uphill from there. <laughs> right. I remember my 17th birthday party, 
uh, was a surprise birthday party. I didn't know, but Terry Twitchell and I were going out for a run that day so we could get in shape for wrestling season because that's what good boys do. Mm -hmm. And it was really hot late August day, and the tar on the blacktop we were running on was sticking to our shoes. And I kept telling Terry, let's go back. And he kept going further and further. I didn't know he was trying to stall so all the kids and my uh, my parents could get ready for the party. <laughs> and it was a great party. I have just hung out with my friends, and and we drank sodas and root beers. Did and, you play horseshoes? Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't have horseshoes. That was crazy. No. And at one point, um, my dad went out to do chores. And, and that's part of the birthday present, right? Because then you didn't have to do chores that exactly. night. Exactly. And some of the kids wanted to go with him, and some of them learned how to milk a cow. Not many people can say they went to a wild 17-year-old birthday party where they learned to milk a cow. But it was a great time, and afterwards we had a wiener roast, and we just hung out and and had a great time, and Danette wore a tube top. So in my mind, yeah, it was a pretty wild summer night. <laughs> Well, that was fun telling a story with you, Rick. Thanks, honey. You helped me through it. Yeah. Kept, kept me honest, that's <laughs> kept for sure. You honest. That's for sure. And, you know, his friends really did let him use their real names, I right? I got a hold of them all, and they gave me the thumbs up. Well, partially because we didn't really do anything that bad. Right. Did they sign a waiver? No, no. But Danette <laughs> did say she was checking to see what I was going to be talking about. Yeah. Well, yeah. she's my girlfriend. <laughs> I don't blame her. Right. Oh, wait, here's a story. And Terry Twitchell's the perpetrator on this one. He climbed the water tower wow. in, in Jerseyville. And, of course, all the kids gathered around. And the police drove by and saw us all looking up. And then they came over <laughs> and they like they made him get down. And Did he get arrested? No, no. They, no. they called his parents. Did which, you climb it, the water tower, too? No, I was afraid of heights. Okay, so you still have not told me a story about you being wild. Okay, here we go. We were leaving Marty Ward's house, and Mike Patton was in front of me, and he peeled out in the gravel because he couldn't peel out on the street because he <laughs> didn't have enough power. And a piece of rock went through my driver's side window and shattered the window, you know, like spider web shattered. The oh, window, right. But it didn't fall in. So then I had to drive through town like a bad boy with a smashed window. And I, I drove really carefully along the bumpy country roads, and I got home, and I slowly opened the door. And I'm like, wow, it never broke. And then I slammed the door, and the glass just went flying in the car. So there there you go, wild. I was wild. Okay, that doesn't qualify as wild either. That, I would say, is just dumb. True, true, <laughs> true. But speaking of dumb... Why don't you tell them about maybe one of your boyfriends you dated? Oh, I had you I had a few winners. Yeah, huh? yeah. Well, but my first boyfriend, he did drive a hot rod car. In fact, yeah. he drove a few. What was his name? His name was Chuck Latour. Did you get a release from oh, him? Oh, I didn't get a waiver from him, so yeah. Okay. He was sort of famous for driving really fast cars, driving them too fast, and then wrecking them. Well, I'm yeah. sure your parents loved you going out with him. Yeah, I'm sure my mom was worried every time I got in the oh, car I'm with sure. him. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then I saw him again later when I was like in my 30s, mm -hmm. and he had some sage words of advice for me. Please share them with our audience. He said, don't buy a really fast car 
and wreck it before you've finished paying it off because you still have to make the payments. Wow. On that note from Chuck, I think we'll say goodbye to our audience. We've all learned a valuable lesson. I don't think I can add anything more to the show than what Chuck just said right there. Thanks for listening to So Says Rick. Take care. Bye-bye.